everybody, welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, we live in a time where a lot of folks are, either they had their kids early and now the kids have moved out, so they got a pet, either a dog or a cat, or they never had kids, and they have pets now. So pets have become the new children. Well, this didn't used to be a problem back in the day because we had a dog, most magnificent dog I ever had, and I grew up in a dog house. But this dog was half wolf, half German shepherd. He was always hungry, like nobody ever fed him. He was always three meals behind. And he would eat whatever you put in front of him. You know, you could put day-old chicken on a styrofoam plate, and you had to stop him from eating the plate because the plate still smells like the chicken now. But he would eat whatever you put out there. Can of Alpo a day, he was good to go. Well, now the dogs, goodness, they're like children, and we treat them like children, which is bad for the dog. But it's also, I think it's bad for the people too, but I don't find myself in that situation. So it's like, how do you, how do you pass judgment on somebody's thought process if you have no way of understanding that thought process? I can make fun of their actions and judge those, but it's the thought process that intrigues me. I mean, I have a few friends that never had kids. And they're very big on their dogs. Well, I think it's that that mothering or parenting instinct that just rechannels itself in a huge way. I mean, look at it this way. You might look at it and go, oh, that's so sad. It's like, no, consider it this way. They would have been a phenomenal parent. You know, obviously they have a nurturing spirit. But much like children, every parent thinks their kid is special. Therefore, every pet owner thinks their, their dogs are special or their cats are amazing And in reality, there's just not that many amazing to go around. There's some really, not necessarily ugly, because animals tend to be a little more attractive than we are. But there's a lot of dumb out there. And dumb even for a dog is a sad thing. Cats, you never know if they're dumb. A cat might just be lazy. Because you never know if the cat didn't do something because it didn't know how to do it or it couldn't figure it out. Or... Was it just sitting there and said, nah, fuck it, I'll do that another time? Because that's how some of them are. Cats, I, I'm a firm believer cats are evil and they might steal your soul while you sleep. To anybody that ever saw the Stephen King movie, Cat's Eye? Yeah, exactly like that. The final scene of this movie, it was, it was three little vignettes. They had three little stories involving the same cat. And in the end, the cat is found by a couple with a small child who has a respiratory infection. So they said, well, the cat will protect him. And so during the night, this little gremlin comes out of the wall and the gremlin starts trying to suck the kid's soul out through his mouth and the kid starts to choke. Ah, this is the cause of it. It's not that he deals with asthma or COPD. Let's blame it on a little gremlin. So the cat spends the entire evening or the entire night trying to chase down the gremlin and finally kills the gremlin. It's a great thing. But at the end of the film, it shows the cat right at the kid's mouth like the gremlin was. And just as the movie fades to black, you're certain that the cat got rid of the gremlin so he could suck his soul. Okay, I'm on board. I believe it. I think that's exactly what cats do. They suck your soul out. Remember the movie The Mummy? What was The Mummy afraid of? Only thing on this planet The Mummy's afraid of, cats. Ancient Egyptian mythos. Cats, I guess, either guard the gates of, I don't think so, but I think they take you to hell. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. That and catnip, all of it falls together now, I'm getting it.
But when it comes to pets, you can't tell somebody they're wrong with their cat or their dog. They will immediately spin on you like you just shit the rug in front of them. And they'll chastise you for it because they're sure as hell not going to chastise the dog or the cat. I talked to one of my friends. She said, oh, I, we used to have a really nice antique oriental rug my grandmother left me. It was really well worth a lot. But the cat shit on it so often. It's like, okay, the cat shits on it the first time. You don't give him a second try. You take the rug off the floor. You know, oriental rugs, especially one that your grandmother gave you that was worth money, are typically in the 10K range, 10 to 20 grand. So really, is the fact that you don't want to force your cat to find a new shitting spot worth 10 to 20,000? I don't think so. But it's this whole obsessive world of cats and dogs and pets, especially in the service dog pet world that we find ourselves in, is what leads us to today's episode, Poodle from Hell, on today's Caffeinated Humor. You know, I have a love-hate relationship with poodles. On the one hand, they are loyal little pets and their owners love them. On the other hand, they are rotten little gremlin-like kick'em dogs that need their ass kicked routinely. Now, as you may have survived, I don't like I don't like poodles. I'm not the biggest fan, except that there are two different types of poodles. The first kind is called the toy poodle. And this toy is no fun to play with. Now, I have a deep-seated psychotic fear for my childhood and being traumatized by a vicious one. Its name was Martini, and it belonged to my grandmother's brother. I hated Martini. I was bitten twice by this rotten little beast and held prisoner in the upstairs bathroom several dozen times. There is nothing more terrifying to a hyper four-year-old than a poofy ball of fluff with razor-sharp teeth and a bad attitude trying to scratch its way through the door. And my great-uncle was no help. Anytime I complained, or at least as much as a four-year-old is capable of, he would say the same thing. Martini doesn't like being teased. God is my witness, I never teased the rotten little shit. I wish to God I had. Years later, I wish I had tortured it with those little handles they sell with the needles on the ends for eating corn on the cob without a mess. You know, you stick them on the end. I wish to God I'd just uh, taken out a couple of claws with that. I might be kidding. I might be sarcastic here, but I wouldn't bet on it. And he was a mean little drunk. The dog, I mean. See, here's how Martini got his name. Every afternoon, Martini would scamper around my great uncle's legs as he mixed a batch of martinis. And he would give the dog one. The dog, by now a serious canine alcoholic, would whimper the whole time he was gulping down the martini. You would think that the drink was killing the dog. No such luck. What happened instead was something that my four-year-old mind doesn't have the sophistication to appreciate at the time because the irony and the karmic cosmic value of it was incredible. Especially since I was the one that was accused of murdering Martini. One afternoon, after slurping up another martini, my great-uncle left, and martini somehow got locked in the upstairs aforementioned bathroom that I had been hiding in. And in a frenzy of spinning around in circles and attacking the door, martini got twisted up in the belt of a bathrobe on the back of the door and ended up hunging himself. Hanging himself? Hunging him- hanging himself. It was very sad. 
Now, the accusation when it came was that I had locked him in there. Looking at all the facts, eh, entirely plausible. It was far enough back, even I'm not sure. But, and this is where my memory goes to, I didn't. And you're going to have to believe me on that one. That's where my memory is at. I didn't do it. Fast forward to today. I'm sitting in a Starbucks in Hermosa Beach, California, one of the most beautiful vacation spots on the planet outside of Maui. I'm sitting inside, three feet from a large window to the outside patio, and there's like a little brick porch there that right at the base of the window. And there is the toy poodle from hell just on the other side, snarling, ramming the window, trying to eat through the glass to get at me. Now, for a second, I wonder if everybody else can see this evil little beast, or is it me? Is it Martini come back to haunt me? I hate that breed of dog. Oh, and the second kind of poodle is like five to six times bigger, much better personality, and really not a poodle at all. It just has the the curly hair. But anyway, that's my take on poodles as a general species, and in terms of irrational fears and hatreds. And now it's time for some coffee. Hey, hope you liked today's episode. Like it, subscribe to it. Hell, there's a link around here to help support it. But most importantly, listen to more episodes. You can also go to Amazon. You're going to find a series of books under the name Caffeinated Humor based on the podcast. Take care and have a great day.